fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening. Wow, what an awesome day today. A very good day to celebrate, especially with that ruling from the Supreme Court. Finally, we're getting somewhere. The doom and gloom has been upon us for way too long. Us conservatives, us Christians, us godly people have had, haven't had much to celebrate. You have just everything our show has been talking about the last couple of days, and then boom. I, yeah, the first thing we're going to be talking about is the Supreme Court of the United States overturns Road versus Wade. We'll get into some of the other things we talk about, then we'll go ahead and jump into that because it's so important. I'm so excited to be talking about it. Uh, we're going to talk about the summary of Ted Penner's interview, uh, the parade walk in defiance tomorrow and the drag show I'll be attending, and then we'll finish it out with the verse of the day. So let's go ahead and jump into the Supreme Court ruling. Obviously, the United States Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights, as a draft opinion shows. Six to three. I want to clarify a lot of this court opinion, more or less. It's not law. So, technically, abortion's still legal. We all know that. Abortion still will happen. The courts do not have the constitutional right to make laws. Obviously, most of you know that here. That's not what the courts are for. Courts are for. The Supreme Court of the United States is meant to uphold the Constitution and do the right thing. And I believe that's what they did today by overturning the ruling from 1973. It is so important that this happened. Because what people don't understand is there's a lot of pro-life people out there that call themselves pro-life or they'll say, yes, I fight for pro-life. The Republican legislator is one of them. And Mike DeWine, for instance. They will talk, they will talk, they will talk, but no action. The biggest excuse that these lawmakers had by not going to the full extent to protect unborn babies from being murdered was to say, oh, we can't do anything. We have Roe. That is in the way. That is keeping us from protecting those babies. In my opinion, that's got to be totally nonsense. But now we don't have to worry about that anymore because the ruling will be gone. So in, in my opinion, their excuse will be gone. Nearly 50 years overdue. And finally, we got this ruling overturned. And that's one thing I will say I am very grateful of in the Trump administration. The Trump administration and Donald J. Trump himself brought on new Supreme Court justices that were able to help do this. Without them, this ruling may never have, never have happened. This is an important ruling. Imagine 
if Hillary Clinton got to fill those three seats, can we imagine who would be our new Supreme Court justices? And what else would they push forward? It is so important that this ruling happened today because now our legislators can get to work. The states can get to work. We can finally make it a criminal offense to, uh, if you if you murder a child, any type of child, it's a criminal offense and you, therefore you could be punished. We could make it illegal. Stop abortion once and for all. And if we can't do it in California, New York, Maine, the East Coast, because I know they're very, they, they love their abortion, then at least we can do it here in Ohio. Because I love Ohio, and I believe Ohio leads the nation. And if Ohio goes after abortion, absolutely no abortion whatsoever, then I believe you'll get a lot of states to follow that type of action. It's kind of cool. Today I was at the root beer stand. Uh, the county commissioners had a public uh, meet and greet. They're 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 on the road a lot. They try to get the public involved a lot. I I, I tip my hat to them. Defiance County Commissioners. They got a good set of commissioners. But there's a Democrat there that he he always runs for a commissioner as the Democrat. But he showed up today. Good man. Uh, but he's I, I he he talked to me. He's like, so what do you think about that Supreme Court ruling? And I said, I don't know. What do you think about it? He said, I'm happy. I said, you're pro-life, Charlie? It's Charlie Bakel, I believe his last name is. Charlie Bakel. And he's a pro-life Democrat. The coolest thing. In my opinion, I don't know if he was pro-life four years ago. He might have just flipped the switch because, in my opinion, abortion is a popular issue. But I believe more people believe that abortion should be illegal and you shouldn't be allowed to murder a child. And I believe there's a lot of people out there would not even think about getting an abortion. Because why? Literally, two beings come together, you're able to make something of yourself and you just want to destroy it. It's, it, it, I know I say this a lot, but it just doesn't make much sense. Much sense. But we can celebrate this because we haven't had a lot to celebrate in our movement and you need to keep a positive vibe going because we have a long road ahead of us. A long road ahead of us because abortion, again, will still exist. Abortion will still happen in America because these states, like I, like I said before, are not going to Abolish it. We're going to have to have patriots in those states stand up, stand up and take over their states. Take over their governments. Put godly good people in office. And do the right thing. Do the constitutional thing. And get these crazy, sick, twisted people out of office that believe you should be able to murder an unborn child 
and not only murder an unborn child, but murder them all the way up to birth. And I believe other states are talking about stretching that date all the way 30 days after birth. Yes. 30 days after birth, they want to be able to terminate the child. Pretty, pretty sick stuff. The excuses are gone. I'm so, so excited to see this fight ahead of us. The state legislator, are the fakes going to be exposed or are they going to do what's right and do what's constitutional? We're about to find out. But I know millions of innocent children will live because of what happened today. Thank you so much. Pray for the Supreme Court justices. Pray for their families most off. And just uh, pray because our country is in a bad, bad spot right now. There's a lot of people on the other side that are upset about this ruling. But pray for them. And I hope that they find closure with this. And they really find out or they really understand what they're fighting against. They're fighting against people that just want a child to have the opportunity to live. That's all. It's not like we're forcing anything onto these people. We're not forcing them to adopt children. We just want you to practice uh, safe moral things and just not get, just not be that way and want to go off into society, treat yourself like you're treating yourself and just, not have any consequences for your actions. I feel like we have no consequences for our actions here in this country. And it it shows, it most definitely shows. So thank goodness to the Supreme Court justices and their courage and their sacrifice, what they did today. Pray for them and pray for everyone that works in that building because it's not going to be good, I believe, for the next month or two. You know they're going to be rallying the troops. Hopefully there's not too many up, uproars or unrests, but we'll be talking about some other things going on, uh, you know, obviously with the Gay Pride Parade walk and the Drag Queen show. Will that? Will they kind of change their tune? Will they still be advocating for Pride? Or will they be advocating for Roe versus Wade? Because that was also a Supreme Court decision. That was also something the Supreme Court ruled on. Are people now worried in that community? I don't know. That's why we're going to go there and find out and be journalists and hear what the other side has to say. And I hope they give us an opportunity to ask them questions. So the next thing we'll be moving on to is Roy and Ted Penner's, or Roy Kloppenstein, excuse me, Roy Kloppenstein and Ted Penner's interview. They're both running for state, or, uh, state house from Ohio's 82nd district. Both really interesting candidates, really, really interesting candidates kind of have two different styles, but some of the nicest opponents I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, Usually in politics, it's kind of a dirty, scrummy game, but these two gentlemen, they, they, they play it really well. Um, They're nice to each other. They're always shaking hands, always talking. Uh, it seems like there's no bad blood, and it seems like once once one wins, because obviously one will win, the other one will support them in the general and then support them while they get in office, and you love to see that because 
a strong community is a good community. But that's something that we need to work on everywhere. We need to build our build communities and relationships with people that are in office and that are doing our work. Because obviously they work for us and they're serving us. So we just got to make sure they're doing what we want to do and keeping good relationships is, is, is good. And I believe that Roy and Ted are two people that you're going to be able to build a relationship with that once they get to Columbus, they're not going to, you know, change their cell phone number or try to hide from you. And if they do, some of them would be called a liar because some of them on record are, are on record saying, I'm not going to change my cell phone number when I get there because people have asked them because I believe Roy and Ted both give business cards out with their personal cell phone number on it. So that's very interesting. Mark Paquita did that in the uh, primary election for Senate. I believe more politicians could, should follow suit. We need to be in contact with these people. So that's a plus I see by these two candidates. That's good for our district because that's leading by example. I believe if there's anybody else that's going to run for the 82nd district in the future, they'll, they'll take what these two candidates did and they might do it again. Therefore, they will put their name and phone number on their business cards when they hand them out campaigning and communicating and meeting the community. So that's very important. Roy Kloppenstein came out and said that he's read HB 248, House Bill 248, and he would support the bill. He's endorsed by Rodney Creech. That is also a supporter of the bill. I don't know how heavy he is into the bill anymore. I don't know if he believes it's dead and it's gone and it's never coming back. But he at one point was on record uh, signing the discharge petition and supporting it. He's endorsed Roy Kloppenstein for states, or uh, gosh, I don't know why I keep saying state central committee, Ohio House of Representatives, the 82nd district. That's important. Now, again, people, people hear me say this a lot. Endorsements are stupid. They shouldn't mean anything, especially an endorsement from Rodney Creech that literally doesn't know the people of the 82nd district and really has no dog in this fight. It's a primary, uh, you know, why can't Ted and Roy kind of fight this out on their own? I, I, I mean, I can't say this for sure, but in my opinion, I don't think I'll be going to other districts around. Well, actually, I can't say that because, you know, sometimes there's, there's people uh, in your district that just aren't electable in a primary. For instance, people who work for, you know, Governor Mike DeWine's office that are also running for state central committee. You're just not going to elect those people. Why would you? Obviously, there's a conflict of interest. So, in my opinion, yes, I would help support people in a primary, outspokenly support them in a primary. But back to the primary endorsements thing, parties should not be endorsing in these races. And I can tell you the counties that are in these are in this district, the 82nd district, they have not endorsed any candidate Roy or Ted for the 82nd district. So that is a plus. So it should be a pretty fair playing field for both of them on that. But Ted, on the other hand, when we asked him about HB 248, he has not read the bill and he just doesn't know much about it. He's a believer in medical freedom and having the right to choose and giving, uh, you know, uh, letting you and your doctor have that business. It's really nobody else's business, which I am 100% with. But uh, 
he has that read the bill and he wants to kind of get down there and f- figure out who's still with the bill and if the bill can move. And that's important too. Uh, he's kind of just, you know, feeling it out. And I understand that, but, uh, uh, Ted, if you're still listening to the show, the bill is very important. So I hope before August 2nd's election, you're able to dive into that bill, read the bill up a lot and, you know, decide whether you would support it or not, because that bill may or may not be the swing vote of this area. In my opinion, we have a lot of medical freedom people in our district. You have Brooke Gordon leading Northwest Ohio for Medical Freedom Group here in the 82nd district, and they've done a lot of work. They've done a lot of work, went to Defiance City Council meetings, school board meetings. They've done a lot, and they're involved, and they're active, and it's just groups that you really don't want to mess with when you go to Columbus and you're not supporting what the people are asking you to support. So that bill is important. And the third thing that I'll kind of summarize here on these these candidates, and it's an honor to be able to interview both of them and to just see where they both stand. And to me, they're both they're both conservative guys. Uh, they both got public service backgrounds. They're both community members. It seems like they have a lot of influence, uh, maybe when it's to their area, right? Like Paulding County uh, for Roy and Defiance for Ted. But I just don't see any totally negative, you know, things where we should have to watch out for. So honestly, in my opinion, the best man may win. The best man may win. Now, I know that there are people upset with uh, wind turbines and solar panels in Paulding County. I've asked questions to both of those candidates about solar and wind fields or wind turbines. And they both seem to not really like the idea. Roy had a really complex answer. And Ted just basically kind of stood there and said that it should be the local people deciding. He would even like to see it go to the trustees, but I believe it's at the commissioners because that's all Bill HB or Senate Bill 52, I believe it was, got to. They could only work it down to the uh, uh, county commissioners because Columbus was a was you know was involved and all that. I guess at first when we don't want that, obviously, but. Um, you know, that's something to think about, too, because we have such a great we have such great fields out here. Uh, a lot of a lot of flat area that a lot of farming can be done. And when you start putting solar fields and wind turbines up, it cuts them down dramatically. And then you have things with, you know, shadows, noise from the uh, wind turbines, birds being killed, uh, just all sorts of things that kind of come with these things, these uh, solar fields and wind turbines. And you really wonder, do you want them? Do you not? Are they worth it? Are they not? And I also can tell you, which I do believe I brought up in Roy's interview, if not Roy's, Ted's, the stools, the schools, excuse me, get lots of money from the wind and solar fields. Lots of money. But I don't believe any of their taxes are going down. So that's maybe a problem they should work on a little bit. Get some of those school taxes to go down 
from the solar and wind, you know, fields coming in. That's something you can work on, but that's also something to consider. Is it worth it? You know, if I don't have to really pay for my kid to go to school because I got a bunch of wind turbines behind my house, does it bother you that bad? I don't know. The main thing is we need to, we need to let the people decide. The people need to get out and vote. The people need to be involved and the people need to understand that their voice matters and that they will be heard. I can guarantee you that. But I, it was an honor to interview both those candidates. I wish them the best of luck. I'm not endorsing any of them. I believe that the people should absolutely rule on this one themselves. Not saying my endorsement holds any weight anyway because it doesn't. And endorsements are stupid. So um, I hope the best, I wish the best of luck to Roy and Ted. I believe that once they get into Columbus, they will work for the people and try to be the best that they can. And if they're not, then we're going to do the best we can to hold them accountable and get somebody in there to replace them. But if you would like to come on the show, if you need somewhere to email, my email is samuelcmaguire at gmail.com. Please email, get a hold of us. We'll get you on the show. So last thing we'll be talking about other than the verse of the day is the Pride Walk in Defiance that I'll be attending Excuse me, along with the drag show at the, uh, I believe it's uh, the Westwood Saloon on Baltimore Street. And there's also a resource fair that I can be attending with live music, but I don't know if they'll let me in with this one. So I'm kind of optimistic and I'm kind of curious on how they're going to treat me when I come to this. From what I've heard today, uh, there's an estimate of a thousand people going to be here. I've heard people from all over are going to come in and try to make this as big as a gay pride parade or a pride walk as they can, um, which is that, which is their right. Uh, they have the freedom to do that. But I want to know what their thoughts on on a lot of things, especially with this Supreme Court ruling. This is a big deal, like I mentioned earlier. Are they worried about the Supreme Court overturning you know, the right, the legal marriage act, the right to marry. Um, do they believe in abortion? Do they believe in the drag queen show that's going on in the bar at seven o'clock at night? Do they believe, you know, we'll, we'll have questions that I don't want to spoil all of my questions on the show here, but I hope you're able to watch the clips and share the clips because the clips are going to be informative. You're going to see people uh, you're going to see how people act. You're going to see how people treat me. You're going to see how people answer my questions, what their answers are. Uh, it's going to be good stuff. Um, and if it's not, then it's not. But it is what it is. We got to do this. We have to have participation in both sides. And we also got, they also have to know, and we also have to know, we have to participate with the other side. Because if we do not participate with the other side, we grow more and more divided. I'm just going over there to ask questions. I'm just going over there to get their take on things. How will my community, and I don't even like to call it a community because it's just people of this great nation, but how are people that listen to my podcast or listen to what I'm talking about ever going to understand where you're coming from if you're not telling us where you're coming from and I'm not able to relay the message? 
again, I'm not trying to dilute or, you know, bring all this nonsense onto my show and make this about peace and love and all that. I believe they will expose themselves, but there's only one way to find out is what I'm saying. There's only one way to find out, and that's to go to them themselves and talk to them and interview them and see what's actually going on. I've never been to a drag queen show, but when you see videos of drag queen shows being done in Dallas, Texas, or I believe Austin, and just all over, when little children are literally sticking money into strippers, which they seem to be like a stripper to me, they're definitely dressed like one, that are boys, into their pants. You know, that's just totally wrong, and it's, uh, I don't know if it should be allowed, I don't even know if it's legally allowed, but... uh, it, that, in my opinion, that's kind of traumatizing to the children. You cannot take a child into a strip club. I know that. I know that for a fact. I believe you might even have to be 21, 21 or 18. So people need to understand that this is wrong. The drag queen is wrong. And doing that to the little kids is wrong. Now, I've other also done some research on other drag queen shows and they're like reading stories or doing, you know, thing. I, I think I think the old theory or the old definition of drag queen has definitely evolved and changed. I can most guarantee that. Because the one video I watched from Dallas, Texas, and then the one video I watched from probably it seemed like twenty years ago, totally different. Totally different. I guarantee the people from the video of 20 years ago, wouldn't even recognize the drag queen from the video of Dallas, Texas, in my opinion. But that's where we're at. It might have been 40 years ago. I think it was, in, yeah, 40 years ago. But still, that's, that's really not that long of a time. But it is evolving, and it's not right, and we need to get away from that. But um, I hope to bring you a lot of good content with that. And I uh, hope you're able to watch it, share it. And if anybody would like to join me, please do. Um, we'll have a camera holder. We'll be going around, walking around the parade, interviewing and seeing how people are doing. And, you know, just letting them know that people on the right side are not totally against what they're doing. Uh, we love that they're able to gather and speak freely freely on what they believe in. Um we want that in our country. And then we also want discussion and dialogue and the rest. We need that. And some people are just going to have to be leaders and go do that or nothing will ever get done. Nothing. And a lot of this will all just be a waste and, um, you know, our country will be just an experiment as it was and it won't last. But we need to keep it lasting. We need to keep preserving our freedoms and making sure people know that our de- republic, our democracy is meant for discussion. We need both sides of the aisle to be able to, you know, like if we're having a, so we had many vaccine and just anti-mask protest and defiance, Ayersville, et cetera, all the time. I really can't even count how many protests I've been to. Not once did a Democrat. Well, actually, there was a there was a few, but they didn't like bring a they didn't bring like a, a camera or a, anything like that. There wasn't anybody on the other side that came and had discussion with us. Nothing. So, 
I believe that I'm going to try to be a leader with that and lead the, uh, the way into getting other people to talk about things on the other side. Because you never know. Maybe I'll change someone's mind and get them to vote a different way, to get them to believe that abortion isn't, uh, or that is murder, to believe that, you know, I mean, obviously it's your choice to be gay, but maybe it's not the best thing to be gay, you know? Uh, maybe you could be happier. I mean, have you, they always think about the other way, you know, I'll be happier with a man, male or a female. Well, do you think you'll be happier with the, the a different, uh, the, the absolute sex or a different sex? I, I, I know that our society has been so much, uh, it's just been indoctrinated and uh, to the people who, you know, are homosexual, I don't have anything against you at all, you know, and just like, just like it's your right to, you know, try to talk me out of being straight, which, you know, would be a hard thing to do and it probably wouldn't happen, but I, it's your right. And I believe that's what people need to understand. Just like it's my right to try to talk people out of getting the COVID jab. I have said multiple times that I hope you do not get the COVID jab. Uh, doesn't mean you have to listen to me. I mean, you can call me a moron if you want, but it's still my right. I'm still allowed to do it. And I believe people should do it. Voice your opinion. Don't be afraid to voice your opinion. But uh, before we end that, if you're able to come to the drag show, if you're able to come to you know any of this, please get a hold of me. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun to have some people there with me and uh, you know have some discussion, but not be rude. Be grateful that they're letting us there, etc. Just get to know these people and uh, to have dialogue. Uh, now on to the verse of the day. Uh, it's good to it's it, it's very good to uh, read some stuff like this, especially on a day like today. We got to keep honoring Jesus Christ because He's going to honor us with awesome gifts like He gave us today. And I know He's smiling today. He's happy about what ha- what what has happened. It's a step in the right direction. We need to keep pushing forward to a more godly world. And our verse of the day is Psalms chapter 62, verse 6. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Psalms 62, chapter 62, verse 6. Like I said, it's important to get Jesus in your life. Read the Bible as much as you can. Tell other people to read the Bible. Maybe even start a podcast and at the end put a verse of the day on it so people are people are more encouraged to listen to your show because you encourage them to listen to God and maybe they don't want to you know go and read a verse on their own so they'll just listen to your show. So it's important to get the word of Christ out to people however you can. Uh, just do it by... I, I purchased some little business cards that they say Jesus loves you and they have the verse John three sixteen on the back. You know, do something small like that. Just hand them out to people and make them smile. Jesus is king. Uh, we need to keep, keep, keep talking about Jesus Christ because he is our Lord and Savior. Tomorrow we'll be going, uh, we'll hopefully be doing a special episode of Saturday Night, Saturday Night with Samuel. Um, this is just going to be our talk show. I'm going to bring someone on. We're going to talk about what's going on, probably talk about the uh, ruling on the Supreme Court, talk about how, you know, Biden's address and what he talked about, you know, just whatever, like I told you guys before. So uh, maybe for a special guest, I'm not going to announce who it is yet, 
tune in for a Saturday night uh, special with Saturday night with Samuel. I'm sorry, not a Saturday night special, but Saturday night with Samuel. And that will just be a talk show. Uh, uh, very, very informative, but two people going back and forth discussing what they believe. And remember, all these people are coming on. They might not have the same opinion as me. So there could be debate back and forth. And that's also fun. And it's also encouraged in our society because we need to have good debates. We need to have good dialogue. We need to talk about what's going on and express our opinions. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, I look forward to bringing you more news and content, interviews and talk shows. Obviously, the show is Monday through Friday with a special episode of Saturday Night with Samuel maybe happening this Saturday. Please check out the website at refugeradio.com. My social media is Samuel C. McGuire. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Instagram, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, TikTok. My email is Samuel C. McGuire at gmail.com. Thank you so much. God bless and thank you this for listening. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio.